Welcome to the People Leaders Podcast, the audio resource for managers and business leaders creating high-performing teams. Join leadership and team development experts Jan and Michelle Turkelson each week as they explore both subjects from every angle. Through practical tips, valuable insights, and compelling interviews with leadership experts around the world, you'll learn how to bring out the best in your staff and how to give your best as a leader. Welcome back to the People Leaders Podcast, Episode 8 already. I'm Michelle Turkelson, and here today I have Jan Turkelson. Hi, Jan. Hey, hey. So we're on the downhill stretch on our walk through the People Leaders High Performing Team Assessment Tool, and you can access the tool free at peopleleaderspodcast.com. And we really invite you to listen to Episode 2 right through to 7, where we've covered off the first five of the dimensions in this uh, really practical, useful tool. Yeah, and today we're going to explore the sixth dimension, and that's growth. So growth. This is, again, Michelle, such an important element for a high-performing team um, because growth is going to be that competitive advantage that teams have in the workplace. You know, you want team members who are engaged, who have that technical competency to, you know, be innovative and um, you know, like move forward in a direction that perhaps they wouldn't if they weren't being developed. It's interesting that you say that, Jen. I was reading an article yesterday about why people tend to leave organisations and the top three reasons are pay, flexibility and professional development was up there. So lack of professional development is one of the reasons why talent sort of leaves organisations. So it's really important to, to focus on that if you want to keep so the talent. Yeah, so let's have a look in relation to our high-performing team, shall uh-huh. we, about what are those key strategies that you as a people leader or even as a team member need to be aware of if you're interested in being part of a high-performing team. Mm-hmm. So I suppose one of the, like the top one here is developing the right level of technical competence so that the team can achieve their goals. So what do we mean by the right level of technical competence, Jan? Yeah, so technical competence is the ability to do your role or the task and activities um, to a level of quality that, um, you know, meets expectations, whether or not it's your um, manager's expectations, external um, stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And we had this discussion yesterday, Michelle, about technical competency which really is the first step in developing expert power. Mm -hmm. And for teams to be influential and to also create reputation, the development of expert power is absolute key because then you can actually start to influence outcomes and become a valued member. Mm. Perfect. Which leads to the next one, which is that the team have shared their strengths with one another and not only shared their strengths with one another, but they have a plan on how they're going to capitalise on these strengths that exist within the team. A lot of teams uh, go about their business, but when we run a workshop and we ask them, so what are the strengths that sit around this team? They are, oh, well, I don't know. Actually, I didn't know that about such and such. Until you make it an explicit question and give it some focus, you won't be able to capitalise on the potential that exists within your team. And it's just a question by asking them, so what are the the strengths that each of you brings to the team? 
you're probably going to ask that in an interview. I think it's a worthwhile conversation to keep going. Yeah, and, and again, to your point, it's a conversation that also people get a little bit um, weirded out about talking about their strength. True, true. So, so sometimes in order to um, bring this to a point where people are clear and concise about what strength they have, go into the specifics more about what skill, behaviour, mindset. Um, mindset is contributing to um, the role that you're doing or to the team's objectives. So Michelle, how would you recommend, if I'm a people leader, to bring this up? If I've never done it before. Yeah, well you know what, I would just sit with a pen and paper, first of all, and write down all the team members, and then just write down what I would consider a, a strength that each of them brings to the team. And if you wanted to be, um, sort of, you know, you tease that out a bit, it could be, so what are the skills that I'm seeing this person um, is bringing that could be a strength? What are the behaviours? And you could go into the attitudes or mind or mindset. And just do that yourself. What you could do is take it one step further and say, like, I'd like to share this with the rest of the team. And there is something about acknowledging people publicly about their strengths that really does create a, a, a good vibe, uh, if nothing else, within the team and allows people um, the permission to use those strengths and leverage them. Mm. So that could be one way. The other way is that we've done in workshops, as you know, Jan, is get other team members to identify, so, you know, what is one strength that Sharon brings to the table? And, you know, you give them time to prepare for that so that it's not putting that individual person on the spot because in our culture, people don't really like to, um, you know, sing their own praises, do we? No. Well, and to your point, that has been a very powerful activity that we've done over the years is acknowledging people's strengths. Yeah. So other team members acknowledging that strength mm. and then the people leader actually backs that up. Yeah, terrific. Okay, so let's have a look at the next one and that is allocating time to review processes to make sure that they are working uh, optimally in order to move the organisation and the team forward. So this is really about process improvement, isn't it? It's reviewing. So what are the key processes with, that we have within our, within our team and could we improve on them in some way? That's right. So we could see a team being high-performing if they allocate time on innovation and process improvement. And the research that I've been reading lately around process improvement is it actually has to be part of the whole team organisation's DNA. It's about that continuous improvement, that quality checking, having a little bit of a benchmark and um, a really uh, quality-focused mindset. So how do we actually start to capture innovation, capture process improvement? And part of that, that is having the conversation, um, having regular one-on-ones, being able to have a process where we can discuss and capture different ways of doing things, having someone who's committed and responsible for following that up and sponsoring that innovation or that little um, shift in process. Mm. Great, great. So if we have a look at the next one then, Jan, it, it is about team members 
being encouraged to develop their skills in giving and receiving feedback. When we look at, you know, you know, just the top five skills that every high achiever, whether it's in a team environment or a leader, giving, being able to give and receive feedback in a constructive manner is always, always up there. And so it's not just about leaders being able to give and receive feedback, but it's other team members because you know what? They're just leaders. They're future leaders, um, your team members. So being able to give and receive feedback is a core skill that high-performing teams need to have and develop. Yeah, and research on healthy development has shown that on average people need a ratio of three positive to one negative interactions or experience for positive growth. And so most people naturally focus on the negative. So tell me what I can improve. Tell me, you know, what's wrong and what's missing. Mm. However, it really requires deliberate um, focus to consider people's strengths and how they can leverage them as well as giving people that feedback around their particular um, development areas or areas that they're, you know, weak in. Because we all want to know what's, what are we doing wrong or different that, that we can improve. Yeah, and you know what? You could ask your team members. So this is a core skill that we want to develop in this team. Do you have any ideas on how we might do this? Um, and you could give them a couple of examples. Now, I would expect a good team manager, team leader, people leader to be giving um, feedback every week to each member or every fortnight to each member of their team. These are the things that you're doing well, for example, um, that last week when you would be sp as specific as you can and here are the areas that I'd like you to, um, um, to improve on or there are some tweaks that you could make in this area. So yeah. as a team... You know, have a discussion around how you could do that, give and receive feedback to one another. There are some great books yeah. and we've got some resources too on that. Yeah, and the, um, the latest workshop that we've been doing is talking about performance conversations where every conversation is a performance conversation. Mm -hmm. And part of the elements of a performance conversation is um, having the courage to tell people the mm -hmm. truth and also... Um, being clear about what it is that you, the, the message you want to communicate mm. and being in a position of listening. Most people don't listen. Mm. So you know whether or not you're listening by whether you are waiting for that person to finish or already having a question half-crafted before that person has completely finished their sentence. Mm. So you know if you're listening is if you're listening to every single word that that person is saying and articulating. And if we can just practice that, just for this week, practice listening with all of your senses, most people will gain information that they have never thought possible because they're using their whole senses. And what you'll find is that when you listen, you are in a position where you're creating a space for someone to get to the source of an issue or a situation or problem solving and very, very powerful. Oh, spot on, Jan. So if we were to give some strategies for teams on how to develop this skill, start broad. You know, you could start, if you've never done this before, just say as a team, you know, you could do the whole stop, start, continue. If we wanted to give and receive feedback to one, to what, you know, to each other, let's start as a team. What are the things that we could start doing 
what are the things that we could continue doing just do that don't even go with stop because it could be a bit negative to start with and if people aren't you know used to receiving negative feedback it might be a bit harsh so start broad with the team and then drop down to individuals and just go around these are the strengths that I acknowledge in you or these are the strengths that I see you bringing to the team Again, what you're doing is incorporating that issue of strength and giving and receiving feedback all in the same. You don't have to spend a lot of time on every single one of these. You can combine them, which is what we've just yeah. did there. Yeah. So for those people who are listening, if they want a bit of a stretch goal this week, one of them would be to pick a couple of key conversations this week and just listen. Mm. So allow silence to do the heavy lifting. And the other challenge would be to ask for feedback. So um, someone that perhaps may, may give you some corrective or constructive feedback and, um, yeah, open yourself up to that possibility that you're going to receive something that perhaps, yeah, you didn't know. Great, great. Okay, so let's have a look at the last one, Jan, which looks at team members you know, are actively encouraged to grow their level of skill and competence, particularly in their communication skills and people leadership. So that's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? However, what we're talking about here is the being actively encouraged. So it, this is really falls on the, the people leader to create an environment where people are actively encouraged to develop their, you know, level of skill in communication and people leadership. It is not only providing the environment, but giving people the time and the resources in order to do that. And so how would a people leader do that? If you wanted to encourage a, uh, you know, people leadership, some great strategies that we've seen is that when you have a team member, set up a bit of a buddy system. So there may be, you know, this person isn't directly reporting to this other person, but they are taking care of them in a sort of a mentorship um, capacity. And it is giving them a um, a taste of what it you know um, it means to uh, you know help lead people you know through the organisation through the culture through the processes and those sorts of things. Also, training someone in a skill that you're particularly adept right. at is a way of um, encouraging the development of you know skill and competence. Mm -hmm. Um, asking people what is something that they're interested in and supporting them, leading them um, in that direction. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies now and organisations have a wealth of um, online e-learning tools and um, I would just go to my HR um, business partner and um, yeah, inquire how can I actively develop my team. What we're going to do now is just share with you briefly seven easy to implement strategies that a manager could use in order to encourage growth and development within their team. One, encourage mentoring within your team and across your organisation. Two, develop career plans for every team member. Three, have a succession plan for the key positions within your team and ask team members to have a backup person for each one of their roles. Uh, four, Track leadership potential amongst your team. Five, know which skills each team member uh, needs to develop and has a strength in. Six, when people attend courses or training uh, events, they're required to share their knowledge with the team when they come back. And seven, 
make sure that you have exit interviews when people leave your team or organisation so that you can continually improve and learn. They're great strategies, Michelle. And as you were reeling through them, I'm mindful that, you know, this isn't about piling on a whole lot of work to the people leader. As a people leader, you, you know, your job is to develop and delegate. So sometimes you don't need to have all the answers. It's just giving people that vision direction in order for them to um, get clarity around how, how they can develop themselves. So for example, when someone does go on a training course, the expectation is that they're going to present um, a presentation to the, the group and just give them some parameters around that. And there are so many advantages for creating a culture that shares um, information true. and collaborating. True, true, true. So we're going to wrap up now and we look forward to our next session, which is number seven on our high-performing team assessment. And this is about flow. And this is really all about communication among team members. And when you have flow, you have a situation where information, where um, processes and tasks are going to be completed in a way that is um, effective, efficient and high quality. So I'm uh, looking forward to um, yeah, sharing some really key insights on that and some latest research on communication within teams as well. Over and out. Thank you for joining us on the People Leaders Podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. If you have a leadership or management question or subject you'd like covered on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at peopleleaders.com.au. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.